Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I like football! Sometimes I can't even believe how much talking can be done in one day, how much sports talk you, you can lay down tracks for throughout the span of a day before your two-hour live show even starts. Welcome in. Nuana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. It's certainly that time of year. I got to say, yesterday was a frantic day. I was running all over the place trying to remember all my cords. <laughs> That's my life story now. Bag of cords. For all of my various devices, but today, a little less running around, a lot more interviews, though. We got you all stacked up for a whole bunch of stuff coming up today and later on this week, both here on Nuanas Now, as well as on the Big Sky Breakdown podcast. So a ton of stuff, including a jam-packed show today. We'll get things kicked off with Chris Chitovitsky, our weekly University of Montana soccer segment. Andrew Houghton caught up with the Grizz soccer head coach, and they're coming off of an unforgettable performance in front of the largest crowd in the history of Grizz soccer on Sunday evening against Ohio State. They tied the Buckeyes of the Big Ten 2-2, and they did it in front of almost 2,000 people. So uh, reactions and analysis from Chris Chitovitsky. We are also going to be joined by Ari Gray. He's the head coach of the Butte High Bulldogs. They got a big-time win on Friday over Billings West. Coach Gray's been around a long time, so he also... uh, Gave a little lay of the land in, in AA football as well. Uh, so that's coming up here uh, right off the top. We'll also be joined live at 4.30 by Paul Peterson. He's the head coach at Utah Tech, a guy uh, who we're probably going to talk to a couple weeks in a row because Utah Tech comes to Bozeman to play the Cats on Saturday night. And then the following Saturday, they host the University of Montana in one of 
the biggest games in school history to be hosted there in St. George. So pretty cool uh, to have the Grizz in town. And then they'll also play Northern Arizona in the non-conference. So a lot of Big Sky Conference crossover uh, as well uh, for Utah Tech, the Trailblazers, uh, who happen to be the uh, Gold Rush opponent for Montana State on Saturday night. We'll also have the debut of a new segment, our Vertical Rays Player of the Week. Pete Hamill from Vertical Rays will be in studio uh, to help us talk all things high school football, particularly his and Vertical Rays' choice for uh, Player of the Week. Hour number two, a whole bunch more guests. Justin Angle, the business angle, the overlay between business and sports. Hunter McGinnis, a uh, senior offensive lineman for the uh, University of Montana, is our Grizz Star of the Week. And uh, we'll also have our Treasure State Stars in there as well. So jam-packed Tuesday for you. We'll also be giving you some free Taglieri sometime within the next hour and uh, 57 minutes and change. So stay tuned for that. If you want to win tag, you want to be a part of the show, uh, you want to contribute to the conversation, 406-888-1029 will get you there. That's 888-1029. And uh, all guests will join us today via... The Rangish Brothers RV phone line. If you want to stream the show, you always can on the ESPN MT app, and you always can uh, on our station website, 1029ESPN.com. It's time for our Grizz Soccer segment, probably presented by Camby Tap House. Camby Tap House has two locations here uh, in Missoula, one in the Sawmill District, the other uh, right there across from Dornblazer Field, across from the University of Montana Soccer Field, uh, right there on Higgins. Um, the Higgins location, very convenient if you're a Grizz soccer fan, and we'll be giving you opportunities throughout the season to win Grizz soccer tickets uh, as well as gift cards from Camby Taphouse. You'll have to pick them both up there at the Higgins location. But Camby Taphouse uh, offering one of the widest arrays of taps, both beer and wine, at uh, each location that you'll find anywhere uh, in the state of Montana. Well, it was a unique, impressive, exhilarating, exciting, probably once-in-a-lifetime experience this past weekend in Missoula, Sunday evening. The Montana Grizzlies soccer team sets a new program record for attendance as they host Ohio State and draw the Buckeyes 2-2. Two to two. The incredible crowd of nearly 2,000 showing up for a college soccer game in Missoula, and they were treated to some really good soccer Grizz drawing 2-2 two to two with Ohio State. Joining us now to recap that, Montana Grizzlies head coach Chris Chiavitsky. Chris will be joining us all fall long here on Nuanez Now. To bring you updates on the Grizz soccer program, it's brought to you by Camby Taphouse. Camby's location down there on South Higgins, right across from South Campus Stadium where the Montana Grizzlies play their home games. Stop in before, after, get the chicken sandwich, get the Camby fries. Gotta get those, yep. I feel like that place is an extension of Outfield, pretty much. Try a local or not-so-local beer from their great selection of taps. Chris, have you come down from the high from Sunday yet? Uh, um, slowly, yeah. Um, I feel like I need to be down from it, so does the whole team. We're going to talk about that today before practice. But, yeah, um, we're feet getting back closer to the ground and obviously got to hit the ground running today. No rest, because you guys are going into a road trip this weekend to play two pretty decent opponents as well. We'll talk about those games a little bit more later, but just really quickly, what do you have on tap for this weekend? Coming up, we got, uh, let's see, Utah Tech on Thursday, and then Oklahoma, um, another good powerhouse um, school coming up on Sunday. So both of those games going to be in Spokane, right? Yes, they will be. They'll both be on ESPN+, Plus. I hope. So that's what's coming up for the Grizz, but we want to talk about what happened 
last weekend for the Montana Grizzlies. Well, first, just to put this into perspective, the previous program record for for home game attendance was a smidgen over a thousand, and it was set all the way back in 1999. You guys not only break it on Sunday, you shatter it, you almost get 2,000 fans. The official count, 1,973 fans in South Campus Stadium on Sunday. I know you guys were shooting for a program record here. Were you prepared for that level of of attendance? No. I was honestly sitting there before the game thinking, if we get 800, I, I'm going to lower my expectations and go with 800 people because I saw the ticket numbers in the morning. They were like just over 500 tickets sold on Sunday at 6 a.m. And so the amount of tickets that went out um, over the next handful of hours clearly is just incredible to get that many people in that venue. What did the atmosphere do for you guys? How do you prepare for something like that? I, I've got to imagine that, you know, you guys have maybe played in front of a couple crowds like that on the road before. Yes. Yeah, but- we've, we've uh, played in front of a couple hostile crowds like that before. And so used to it in a, in a sense, but not, not everybody on the team. For the majority of them, they had never been in front of a crowd like this. So, um, And you cannot prepare for it. You just have to continue to remind them that don't get emotional because of the game. Don't get emotional because it's a power five team and you want to prove yourself too much to everybody. We have to believe in our style of play and do that. What does getting a crowd like that say just about what you guys have done in the community here? And I, you know, I saw you guys the day before at, at Soccer Day in Missoula. You guys are always out in the community. I know you were at Grizz Pep Fest as well over the weekend. That's been a real big pillar of your program is is trying to get the community involved, get people out to these games. What does it say now that you've achieved something like that? Uh, this whole week was a benchmark for me of I'm trying to get myself and my team involved as, in as many community events as possible and not just a benchmark how most people think of it. How do the Grizz, you know, if you compare them to a Power 5 program, how do they do? But also how does this what is the vision that I can set for this community when it comes to soccer and support? Are we a college soccer town or are we not? If I look at Provo and I look at BYU and they're getting anywhere from two to 3,000 people per game, the highest attendance when it comes to, to NCAA women's soccer, can I build a program like that here with a fan base like that? First and foremost, do we have the kinds of players that people want to come watch? Can we compete with Power 5 programs? Because if we can, and if we have the support base behind it too, why aren't we? My, my goal for this year is if we could average 600 per game, I'm happy. Maybe 800 one day. But after seeing what I just saw because of all of you in the audience listening to us right now, I am completely reevaluating my vision for this community and this program. Because, like I said, I look at Provo and BYU. I look at Gonzaga and what men's basketball has done there. And I want to do the same thing for women's soccer here. I would love to have 1,500 people or more at every single game in the future. That's what we're going to build towards within five to ten years' time. What was the craziest thing about it, just having that many people there? I mean, I was there. I got there at about halftime, and you forget about finding a seat in the bleachers. I could barely find a place to stand on the sidelines, all the way strung out down the sidelines. There were people standing room only behind the goal on the south end of the stadium. What was the craziest part about it for you? Just seeing that many people and the noise that came out of it, trying to communicate to my players over the course of a game became very hard because <laughs> they can't hear a word that you're saying. And that it wasn't just people who were there to be there. 
They were there because they loved the sport and they loved the Grizz. You could feel that energy coming out, and that's what really made it special, to be honest. So now the challenge is to take that forward, right? And you talked about that. You're mm-hmm. you're reevaluating your expectations. You want this to become a, a real community touchstone. How do you do that? How do you carry that forward now? Oh, we got to keep competing as a program and winning things, but we also have to continue integrating ourselves and doing more shows like this one, getting the players out there and just... I hope that when people showed up and watched us play, it's Ohio State, right? I'm sure some people left that game frustrated that we didn't win it. And I'll remind you right now, it's Ohio State who made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament last year. If you're frustrated, that's a great thing because I am too, right? It shows you how far we have come and how far we are going to go, okay? So if you showed up and it was your first time and maybe you were the FedEx guy who walked into the station here and picked up a couple game tickets and you showed up and you loved it, come back again. Because I'm telling you, we have some special players on this team. Please keep coming back and help us get to that second, third round of the NCAA tournament. So if you did love it, where where can people go now to learn more about the team? What are the next opportunities to see you guys at home? Because you guys are in Spokane this weekend. Correct. What are the next opportunities to see you guys at home? When are those games? How can people get tickets for those games? Uh, always visit gogrizz.com. I think that's the easiest way to do it, right? And you look at our schedule, you can click the schedule link and immediately buy tickets anywhere from 6 to $12 a game. I mean, talk about a bargain price to see somebody like Sky Thompson run around, right? Uh, next games will be not this Thursday, but the following one. We're going to be, hopefully, putting together a ticket package for those three games but uh let's see off the top of my head colorado state followed by georgia southern followed by miami ohio when i schedule games i'm scheduling games with every single one of you in mind because i don't want to say hey let's play north dakota no offense north dakota but they're close to us i want something spicy and fun who thinks that Georgia Southern is going to come here? Who thinks Miami, Ohio is going to come here? I'm trying to give you amazing games with amazing teams. Come out and watch these different teams play, and let's enjoy soccer from all around the country right here in our backyard. We'll give you a chance to win a pair of tickets to each of those games next week as well as part of our partnership with Canby Tap House down there on South Higgins. Across from South Campus Stadium, we'll be giving away a pair of tickets to every Grizz soccer home game this season. So if you are intrigued by what Chris is talking about here, if you didn't get a chance to go on Sunday and now you're wondering what all the hype is about, or if you did go on Sunday to watch the Grizz play Ohio State and you loved it and you want to go again, stay tuned to Nuanas. Now we'll be giving you again chances to win tickets to every Grizz soccer home game. Chris, let's talk a little bit about What happened on the field, right? And you guys walked away with a 2-2 draw against Ohio State. You took the lead on a penalty kick early. Buckeyes scored two going into halftime and lead 2-1 at halftime. And then you guys really pressed the issue in the second half, found the equalizer. And like you said, you're, you're disappointed that you didn't come away with a win against Ohio State because you guys played that well. What impressed you the most about what your team was able to do on the field on Sunday? Uh, Mostly a mental game, and I know I mentioned this in the weekly press conference yesterday, but uh, we look at it as three things that have to come together perfectly. Imagine the Venn diagram for me in your head here. It's you've got to have the ability, you've got to have the heart, which is your competitiveness, and you've got to have the right headspace. If any one of those three things is off, you struggle, and that's why when you watched us play Pitt last year, we played better 30 minutes into the game because we got called out for not wanting to commit to our style because when you play big teams you tend to try too much 
right? You tend to give in to the emotions of the moment. And we have the ability to play well, I told them before the game. I know you can compete. If we can keep our heads in front of this crowd and in front, with this team that we're playing against right now, believe in ourselves, believe in our style of play, and believing just yourself on an individual level, then we're going to be completely fine. But you've got to keep your head in a moment like this and not let the game get the most of you. And their professional approach to this was absolutely stunning, and that's why we put in the performance we did. It was really impressive the way that they adjusted to the speed of the game, the physicality of the game. Normally when you have a mid or low major team like Montana is playing a power five against Ohio State, you're you're watching it from the perspective of you just don't want to make mistakes. You don't want to put the ball into dangerous areas because more often than not that turns into a, a turnover. Ohio State's going the other way. You guys, what was so impressive was you were putting the ball into dangerous areas and then turning around and and making something of that. Your players weren't afraid. And in fact, you guys were controlling the game for for long portions of it against Ohio State just based on the talent, the technicality, the physicality, the athleticism of your own players. How do you carry that forward now? Such a great performance. And obviously, you guys still have something to shoot for because you didn't get a win in that game. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe the the goal, the motivation is still there, but how do you carry that forward? Yeah, there always has to be something to prove. We had talked last week um, in the build-up to all of these games was uh, we we always have to measure ourselves against the perfect version of what we can do. So we looked at the MSUB game and said, look at this moment. How are they getting away with a short corner that we fell asleep on? Now we can pat ourselves on the back and say, congrats, we beat MSUB 4-0. But if that's what we think and we go into Ohio State, we're guaranteed to lose. So the ultimate version of ourselves, that is not good enough. That is not good enough. This needs to be better. Let's sharpen this up. Let's get out there and work. And so that's exactly what we do. We look at Ohio State and said, what are areas that we, we lacked in? And the second goal clearly showed that. We dropped as a backline too early, allowed somebody to have a free shot on goal, and that's why they scored. So that's what the whole training session is focused on today is as we're building play, when we give, give it away, how do we transition back into a defensive shape that doesn't allow teams to score? So, yeah, we're immediately getting back to work today. The result against Ohio State was uh, actually the first game that the Grizz didn't win this season, but Montana Grizzlies still undefeated after four games, three wins, one draw against Ohio State going into a couple more games this weekend on the road in Spokane. Chris, just a little preview of these two games this weekend, Utah Tech and Oklahoma. What are we looking for? Oh, we got two teams with brand new coaching staff, so it's hard to really figure out exactly what's going on there because it's so new and they're still trying to figure out their identities. So with Oklahoma, it's clearly piecing together a team that wasn't doing too well and trying to get the most out of them. So they're going to be organized. They're going to be dangerous going forwards because they're power five athletes and power five players. And Utah Tech had a massive roster of almost 40. So Molly Rouse did a great job there and went to Ole Miss as a head coach now. And uh, Lexi Brown, who used to work at Gonzaga as the associate head coach, I'm assuming slowly starts implementing that Gonzaga blueprint of attack, which is just high octane and get RFTU and be really organized. So, um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure what it's going to look like yet because we're still going through all the film. But tomorrow will be the first session purely focused on Utah Tech where we'll play against them, so to speak, and their scout team and see how that goes. Montana Grizz Soccer 3-0-1 heading into this weekend's games. Program-defining, perhaps program-changing moment this last weekend. Nearly 2,000 fans at South Campus Stadium to watch the Grizz play Ohio State. And Montana comes out of it with a 2-2 draw against the Power 5 Conference team. 
They'll be back in action at South Campus Stadium, not this weekend, but the weekend after. If you're interested, again, we'll be giving away a pair of tickets to each of those games next week here on Nuanez Now. Chris, anything else that you wanted to mention about this last weekend? Maybe something about the MSU Billings game as well. I know we didn't touch on that, but it, it, that did happen since we had you in here last. No, um, yeah, MSU Billings game, I thought we performed well, scored some great goals, and then took that and carried the energy forward into Ohio State. Crowd was amazing. Uh, the amount of community service and then just public service events that we went through, I thought was it was taxing, but it was worth it. And Honestly, it's the biggest piece to take away from this today for me um, and hopefully for everybody who's listening to this is you could legitimately tell that this is a college soccer town. These are not people who just showed up because, hey, there's a soccer game on and you want me to go. It's I think everybody here loves the sport and I want to capture that love and bring it back into the program every single time that we play at home. I want this to be known as a college soccer hotbed nationwide, just like Gonzaga men's basketball is, just like BYU women's soccer is. Let's do that right here. The last sort of point here that I'll make, if you want to come out and watch this team, know that they're going to score some goals. You guys have scored multiple goals now in three straight games after you opened the season with a 1-0 win against North Dakota because you had three against NDSU, you had four against Mm -hmm. MSU Billings, and then you had two against Ohio State. What's impressed me the most is sort of the diversity of ways that you guys have been able to score. I mean, Delaney Lou Shore led the conference in goals last season. At times, it sort of seemed that that she was the only way that you guys were going to score Correct. in a lot of ways. This year, we've seen Delaney Lou Shore score a couple, or I guess if the second goal against Ohio State was an own goal, she's got one goal this season. You know, we've seen Eliza Bentler go one-on-one. We've seen Mesa Walters with the penalty against Ohio State. You guys are just scoring in a lot of different ways. What's changed from last season to where now you guys have a a plethora of ways that you can score? And as I mentioned, multiple goals now in three straight games. Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to the spring and the games that we played and just fully committing to the style of play, which is which which suits our players very well. Right. Uh, The 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 type of distribution that we get out of the back and with our goalkeeper and the maturity and professionalism of the midfielders that we have now who are comfortable receiving under pressure and then releasing the athleticism that we have up top. It's uh, that they're just so willing to play this style of soccer, which is attractive. And that's why I want people watching it, too. It's fun to watch us play. We're not just lumping it forward and hoping it gets in the box, but we'll score pretty goals. And it's it's amazing sometimes the level of skill that these players have. There you go. Chris Chitovitsky, head coach of the Montana Grizzlies soccer program, feeling pretty good about the Montana Grizzlies soccer program right now. Grizz has started undefeated in four games and coming out of the weekend with a 4-0 win over MSU Billings and a 2-2 home draw in front of a program record crowd of nearly 2,000 against Ohio State at South Campus Stadium. Chris will be joining us all fall here on Nuanez Now, bringing you weekly updates on the Montana Grizzlies soccer program. You can also hear him regularly on Soccer and Snow and Smoke, our soccer podcast here at ESPN Missoula. We'll also be giving away tickets to Grizz soccer games all fall. That'll be brought to you by Canby Tap House. Chris, thanks for your time. You're welcome. This Canby talk made me hungry. I might go to Canby and eat. We'll give you the chance to uh, to maybe see Chris Chitovitsky at Canby. We'll be giving away a $25 Canby gift card. I am happy to be there and give that away to the winner. If you want to meet okay. me, let's do it. Let's figure it out. Wow. Yeah. We'll figure that out. If you can get down there and meet Chris Chitovitsky to get Grizz soccer tickets as well as a Canby gift card. I know he loves Canby, so it's not taking anything out of his day. But we'll figure that out. 
Chris, thanks again for being here. Good to see you. Good luck this week. And uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Thank you. What an offer. A little Cammy Tap House with the Grizz soccer coach. That'd be pretty fun. Might crash that party. Snowballs now, ESPN Radio. Switching gears from high school or from soccer, from college soccer to high school football. Our Prep Extra rolls out, presented by Farmer State Bank. Farmer State Bank been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. And we had the uh, a wild opening weekend across Class AA this last weekend. A bunch of tight games. I think all, all August long we were talking about how we thought Class AA was going to be uh, a, a total war all year long. Tons of contenders across the board. And one of the biggest wins in the state this last week came from the Butte High Bulldogs. They went on the road and won at Billings West 21-17. to And that's our guest today, Ari Gray, the head coach of Butte High, joining us. Coach, thanks so much for being here, man. How you doing? Doing wonderful, man. It's uh, great, uh, great to be on here, and uh, thanks for reaching out. Of course, anytime. Uh, first of all, let's take us through it. I mean, I know you probably want a lot cleaner game out of your guys moving forward. You guys had a ton of turnovers, but you fought all the way to the end, and you get a 21-17 win over one of the best programs in the state. So uh, t- take us through it. What, what did you like just about your kids' perseverance to pull that out? Yeah, you know, we just showed how resilient we were. Um, you know, I, we, we told the kids yesterday, I said, we set the standard, like, hey, we're going to battle all the time. I go, what a great standard to set. You know, that's what you have to be like. You got to be, you know, everything you're going to do, that standard's there of we're going to play hard. We're never going to quit. We're always going to feel like we're in it. And, and I think that that's, that's special to have. I think that's important to be able to have that that thought process, that ability in your brain to think like, hey, dude, it doesn't matter what it is. It's it's a bleak game. It don't look good. We, we don't look like we know what we're doing. And then all of a sudden, we're going to, figured out in a span of about five minutes and and really go on a tear in the fourth quarter you're always going to be correcting stuff after games but i mean do you feel like it's easier to correct stuff when when you pull one out in a win rather than a loss (laughs) you know everybody that's the old coaching cliche i love it it was like ah so easier you know what it doesn't matter whether it's a win or, win or loss. It's, you can correct stuff. I think that you know kids want to be corrected. Kids want to be coached, and it doesn't matter whether you win or lose. I mean, obviously, it feels a heck of a lot better when you win, and it's a lot more exciting to be able to do it when you win. Uh, but but that doesn't really you know you know it doesn't matter to me in my eyes. It's like hey, we got to make corrections. It's going to be good either way. You know, like I said, we know we have a lot of things. The nice thing is, is a lot of the stuff that we have to fix are us. It's things that we did, things that we can control. And so um, that makes us feel good. You know, we have a great, great opponent coming into in the ranch this week in Bozeman High. Um, and so we've got to continue to get better, um, you know, this week and, and grow there. But yeah, like I said, whether it's a winner or a lot, it, it, correct everything. And that's how we should be. You know, got to be able to correct things all, all the time in your life. Well, tell us a little bit about uh, your squad. Uh, what uh, what are the numbers like? Uh, what are your what's your senior class like? Just just break down the Butte High Bulldogs for us. Yeah, so you know, I mean, we got to you know we're, we're we're around 117 kids. Nice, you know, in our program, which which we're pretty happy with. Obviously, we've we're down a little bit from the last couple of years. Um, we were in the one you know the high 120s, um, but but I think that you know we have a smaller sophomore class. Um, we have a you know 20 some seniors and, and a big junior class and a and a decent sized freshman class and so. Uh, we got good numbers there. Got a good group of kids that that really have, you know, bought into to what it is to be a bulldog and how important it is to, you know, come every day with your, you know, your lunch pail and ready to work and get better. And um, the great personalities they have, and they're good kids, and they good in the classroom and, and good in the community. And so, you know, that's a, that's an exciting group. I mean, it's been a lot of fun to be, you know, basically when you know the season ended last year. You know, we started to get together and. And uh, it's been it's been fun to watch them grow um, into the people they are now. 
and it, the, the cool thing is, is they're just not done. They're, they're not satisfied. They want to continue to get better. And so, um, you know, we got a big, some big challenges ahead of us in the next couple of weeks. And, and uh, you know, we're excited for those challenges. Eric Gray joining us here on Nuwana is now part of our Prep Extra, where we highlight various storylines from around the state of Montana and the high school sporting ranks. Butte High coming off of a 21-17 win over Billings West. And they got rival Bozeman coming to town uh, this upcoming weekend. What do you think is the testament to having such great numbers, Coach? I mean, we've seen sort of the ebbs and flows of, of uh, turnouts when it comes to football across the state. But it seems like having that baseline group of kids that's interested, that wants to be a part of something, is such a, a, a key part to having foundation for success. How have you guys been able to build that in Butte? Yeah, you know, I think that that's important. I mean, obviously, let's be let's be honest. Football is pretty important, dude. For sure, it's pretty big part of our culture here. So, you know, that helps quite a bit. And I think that you know we're very lucky um, and fortunate. We just have always had a good group of kids in our program that that have always been very accepting and and include a lot of people and and uh, you know care about each other. And so, I think that kind of helps. I mean, that's the big thing. I said I think they just want to be around each other. It's a good close knit group. You know, few people are are very very passionate about what they are and are are very very close to each other and care about each other and so they'll they'll definitely stick together um and that's kind of what i think we have it's we've, we've kind of had that since you know i think probably you, you say with butte high probably since the beginning of time you know when, when and once it, when it when butte high opened as a school i think they've always probably had really good numbers because you know kids want to be a part of things here in butte and double a in general this year i mean there's uh, there's been all these different little mini dynasties over the last 10 years you guys have had some great runs bozeman's had some great runs capital had their great run last year sentinel had you know went back to back a couple years ago what do you think now though because it seems like right now it's as wide open in class double a as it's ever been yeah, you know, I think that that's, I mean, that's, you look at the coaches in the AA, they're a great, great group of coaches in this in this league. I think every week you've got to be ready to roll and you've got to be ready to compete and, you know, be sound at what, what you do. And I think that just, you know, you know Montana's become a bigger state and so you're, you're seeing schools that are you know, bigger than they've been before and, and, and football is just it's an important part of the culture of Montana. You know, I bet you could probably even talk about how the importance of football in Montana, Montana State has trickled into the importance of football in the AA totally. and how important that is, you know, and so I think you're seeing things, you know, where, where the league is becoming, you know, pretty tough because there's some great coaches and also because you know, kids want to play football. Like, let's look at, look at the numbers of playing college sports, which is the highest percentage, yep. you know, you know, and so I think that the, the kids in Montana see that they're one of their main opportunities is by playing football, and so they're doing that more. And there's a playing at a real, real high level. You know, I always think of football in Montana. So if you look at kids from Montana, it's like I think there's a lot of diamond in the rust in the state of Montana because of the fact of what our seasons look like. And you know, we don't have spring ball. We don't have you know seven on seven leagues. We don't have those things. I said so. Our kids are, are really have a little bit smaller window than other kids from other states and so they're getting to college and look what they're doing like look what the cast and the are doing look at what the frontier conference is doing you know these look at the the guys in the nfl right now you know with ties to montana and so i just think that it's just a quality because of the kids you know you're just seeing kids i mean you got kids playing now that are freshmen and and sophomores in the double a and playing at a high level when that didn't happen 15 25 years ago you know and, and i think it's just because kids are better yep it is fascinating to all analyze. Ari Gray joining us here on Nuwana's Now ESPN Radio. Uh, last thing for you then, Coach, uh, preview this matchup for us. I mean, Bozeman and Butte have a, a long-standing rivalry, and there's been some big-time games, including some state championship games over the last 10 years between these two squads. 
Bozeman's got a kind of new rival now. They got a real inner city rival with the with yeah. Gallatin. Uh, but but I mean, does it still have a rivalry feel? And what do you think of the Hawks coming to town? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it is. It's exciting. To, you know, to get the opportunity to go up against Bozeman. We haven't you know, haven't haven't seen them since. You know, 2019, um, obviously, where we used to be, they were on our schedule every single year. It's so weird. You know, we have kids in our program that actually have not played them. Crazy. You know, since maybe junior high. Like, luckily, some of our kids play them in junior high, but that helps a little bit. But, yeah, it's weird, you know, for a team that we played, you know, every year and sometimes twice a year to a, a team that we haven't seen since 2019. And, and uh, yeah, we're kind of excited, to, you know, to have that opportunity to play that again. Um, and, 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 you know, play here at home against a great team. You know, Coach Westley does such a great job with this program. Um, you know, they obviously played in the state championship game last year and, you know, won it in 2019 and have been, you know, super talented and hard workers. And so, yeah, we're, we're excited. We're kind of pumped, you know, for it. Uh, obviously, it's nice to have our home opener. Um, you know, I think the kids are excited to be at home and school starting should be in an electric night. One of the games of the week in the state of Montana at Naranchi Stadium, Friday night, 7 p.m., Bozeman High in town to take on the Butte High Bulldogs. Ari Gray joining us here on Nuanas Now, Coach, best of luck Friday. Thanks so much for taking some time, and we'll catch up with you throughout the season. But appreciate you being here. Hey, thanks for having me on. Crazy that Bozeman and Butte have not played since the 2019 state championship game. That that was an epic game. Bozeman went in there and, and ran roughshod over Tommy Mallott and the Butte High Bulldogs, and that was shocking. Because Butte had been so good that year. Bozeman was very good, too. It wasn't shocking that Bozeman won. It was shocking how they won, though. I mean, Asher Croy, I'll never forget it because of the symmetry of it all. 33 carries for 333 yards and three touchdowns. Amazing performance uh, by the now Grizz linebacker, but former Bozeman high running back. So uh, crazy, though, that Bozeman and Butte haven't played since then until they square off on Friday night. Prep Exer presented by Farber State Bank. Farber State Bank has been enriching the lives of Montanans since 1907. From high school football to college football, Paul Peterson, the head coach of Utah Tech. Next, keep it right here, ESPN Radio. One, two, three. Two, one is now on ESPN Radio. I was looking at the uh, the the billboard, you know, Billboard magazine, which was such a big thing for so long. Now it's all digitized, but the Billboard Top 100, very famous. But they did their Top 100 lead men, leading singers of all time, and David Byrne. Of the Talking Heads, one of my favorites. Number six. I, sometimes he gets slept on, and I was, I was thinking, I was wondering where he would be, but number six, pretty darn good. One of my favorite songs ever. A little Talking Heads to bring you back here on your Tuesday. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. You listen to Nuanez now on ESPN Radio, statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and the ESPN MT app. Time now for our Across the Sidelines, where we interview coaches that will be preparing for and taking on uh, either of the Montana Division I programs. The Bobcats open up their season at Bobcat Stadium on Saturday night, the annual Gold Rush game, and Utah Tech is in town. The head coach of the Trailblazers, Paul Peterson, joins us now uh, on the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Uh, coach, thanks so much for being here, man. How you been? What's been going on? Yeah, man, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. We're just getting ready, man, fired up for this game. We can't wait. Well, uh First of all, just, just t- tell us just about uh, sort of the, the build there at Utah Tech. It's been a lot of transition uh, the last couple of years, but certainly fun to watch you guys build it. And uh, now here you are, and you got uh, an all-Big Sky non-conference schedule so that you'll be uh, front and center for, for our coverage here for at least the next three weeks. But what's gotten into it? I mean, what, what's gotten into sort of the build there uh, in St. George? Yeah, no, it, it's been fun. When I first got hired here, so I'm going into my fifth season, which I was reminded of a few weeks ago. 
which has gone by super fast. But um, you know, first year uh, Division Two last last year Division Two for the school. Um, you know, finished finished eight and three, and we got a little momentum for this transition. We knew it was going to be a challenge. Um, you know, especially with uh, when when COVID hit. Um, played played uh, what did we play seventeen games in 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 twenty one, and then played a really tough schedule. In, in 22, playing a bunch of ranked teams, which was, uh, which was again, a challenge. But, um, you know, we're, we're excited to play a team like Montana State, a perennial powerhouse that's, that's uh, been in the playoffs and, you know, nationally ranked um, week in, week out. And so, you know, our, our guys are excited to, to see where we're at after after a year, in, you know, in the weight room and, and what we were able to accomplish at the end of the season last year. So um, excited about the teams we're playing, especially this one coming up being the first one. Well, I, we talk about this a lot but uh, on, on this show, but in, in terms of modern-day college football, it seems like, especially at the FCS level, identify, uh, identifying disadvantages and mitigating those and then identifying big-time advantages and, and highlighting it and sort of promoting those. When it comes to uh, the Utah Tech program, what do you think are your big advantages? What, what, what can you use as an inroad to, to help uh, get this thing rolling? Yeah, you know, you're, you're talking about some of the disadvantages. I don't feel like we have any. I mean, I feel it's like... Awesome. You know, as far as I, I, I guess, just just as a growing program, some of those growing pains going through it. But um, uh, you know, we've got the backing of the president and the, and the athletic department to make this thing work, and um, getting, a, getting a ton of resources with a new locker room and and, and um, those type of things that'll help us continue to be able to grow. And so I'm just I'm just excited to be um, to be a part of this um, transition and 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 continue to help it grow. Um, you know, I, again, I think getting into a conference is, is going to help us a ton. Um, that that is uh, that, that is strong, I guess, like the big sky, and so we want to make sure that uh, we do good in conference games as well as play play these teams um, in the big sky that are that are regional matchups that make sense. So, Paul Peterson joining us, the head coach of Utah Tech Trailblazers in Bozeman for the Gold Rush game on Saturday night, 6 p.m. kickoff there uh, from Bobcat Stadium. Looking at your roster, you have a lot of Utah guys on there, and that totally makes sense. There's great high school football, great high school sports in general in Utah. So how much can that be an advantage for you guys, especially just trying to recruit uh, in-state and uh, just around St. George? Yeah, you know what? I think that's what the Montana teams do so well. Totally. You know, they get, they, get the, they get the guys out of state that they need to fill in, but their core guys are tough, hardworking um, kids that, that can come in and they represent the state well. I mean, I think I'm trying to have that same type of same type of plan. And, and you know, we're, when I first took over, there wasn't too many uh, student-athletes from Utah. Um, it didn't make sense. I think we had maybe 10 or 12. And so definitely wanted to flip that. There's Like you said, there's some really good football, some really good high school coaches here in Utah that, that prepare their kids well for the next level. And we're getting more and more of the big dogs coming in town and uh, and finding some of these kids and, and pulling them out of state, which is a, which again is a compliment to our to our high school coaches here. And so um, we're doing our best to, to keep them here and and develop them. You know, I, I got to do that right. I think at, at the FCS level, we're not going to get the four or five star kids, but you know, I think we're going to get that kid that doesn't have any stars, but that has a ton of potential. And we're, our our job is to develop them and add value to what their coaching staffs in high school already did. And and I think we're trying to build it the right way. And, you know, the transfer portal, I don't know if you're going to get to this part, but it makes it a little interesting, you know, as far as developing guys. But I think it's a feather in our cap if we got a kid that ends up at, you know, Oklahoma State, which we have had, and, and some of these bigger schools. We're on the right kids, and we're developing the right way. I just I, I wish that was a little bit different. We can hang on to them a little bit better. But, you know, we, we got a couple kids that helped, uh, helped our roster as well. Um, so the, the transfer portal take us and give us at the same time. So um, just got to navigate that. But I, I like where we're at as a program and where we're going.
And when it comes to the Big Sky Conference, you guys have three Big Sky non-conference opponents. Open it up uh, with the Cats, and then you uh, got Montana coming to town September 9th. So I actually get to check out your place. I'm going to come down there and cover that game as well, so that'll be fun. Uh, and then Northern Arizona also uh, on the uh, the non-conference. But you have some Big Sky ties. I- I've caught up with you before, but mostly previously when you were at Sac State. So uh, what do you think of this Utah Tech's space uh, in the FCS, sort of surrounded by the Big Sky recruiting against the Big Sky but not in the Big Sky? Oh man, there's, there's. First of all, when you when you come here next week, you're gonna love it. I don't think you're gonna get back to that. <laughs> I know. I was like, can I play golf with this being a night game? I gotta be be able to find a golf yeah. course somewhere, right? There's there's golf twenty four seven here. You know, we're <laughs> we're we're very similar to um to to Las Vegas. We're about an hour and a half north of them in a cool cool little spot with a bunch of red rocks. You'll love it. But but yeah, I I think um. I think there's plenty of talent, right? I mean, I mean, all the all the big sky teams are recruiting in California, and we're just right down the street. I think five six hours from SoCal, and we 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 take care of Las Vegas really well in Utah, and that's kind of our main three hubs. But we're getting kids from Texas playing out there; it makes sense, you know. And and so we're taking some trips out there. Got some kids from Washington. And we got a good Polynesian culture here too, and there's some there's some of that in Washington and Hawaii, and and, uh, and some of the Polynesian islands. And so we're 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 doing the best we can to find the right guys that have the best fit, right? That it'll make sense to be able to be here. And I think we're competing with some of these teams and we go head to head with NAU quite a bit and, and, and Sac state and, and, and obviously the Utah teams, Weaver state and, and SGU. And I think we're doing our fair share. We got, like I said, a really good, uh, a really good thing going with some, some great facilities and, and our schools on the rise for sure. And uh, us being making a transition to a tech school, Utah tech, I think that made sense for us as well. And, and putting us on the map. So everything's trending the right way. Just got to win some ball games. There you go, Paul Peterson, Utah Tech, uh, his team in Bozeman on Saturday. A couple more things for you, Coach. First of all, uh, from your squad, who, who sort of emerged as a leader over uh, the, the recent weeks and months during this offseason leading up to this? And and uh, who are some some players that maybe people in Montana might want to watch on Saturday? Yeah, you know, I think you got to keep an eye on our captains and on the defensive side of the ball. we got Will Leota. He's been starting since a freshman and uh, as a true, fre- true freshman at 180, 185. Um, had a pick there at the University of Montana when we first played them. Um, and he's, he's just gotten better and better and faster and bigger and stronger. I think he's about 215, 220 right now. And so you're going to see him flying around the football field. Cyrus Webster was our um, United Athletic Conference preseason player of the year defensively, defensive end. You'll see him. He wears number three. Um, you know, like those, those Montana teams, that number three represents something for us. It's the guy that represents our program well. We had a, a student athlete, Abraham Reinhardt, who passed away uh, when I first was made, made – uh, head coach and we wanted to honor him and he was a guy that that exemplified exactly what we we're trying to build so cyrus is that guy for us he's, he's all time um off, offensively our, our captain at center can eldridge at center just works his tail off strongest guy on our team um he's a little bulldog um, and does some good things for us and vocal leader and, and then ricky johnson um uh you know he's got the single game record for for receiving yards and he, uh last year had 277 in one game and three touchdowns and so um, he's a guy that we're going to lean on, and he's worked tremendously hard for his senior campaign, and he's been here since the very beginning with us, and and it, it does exactly what we need him to do. You know, I think our quarterbacks, we got to talk about them. Um, you know, we've got we've got uh, Boone Abbott and Kobe Tracy, and they've been going neck and neck. I think it's really similar to Montana State, and that we'll be switching off quarterbacks. We got we got to play both of them. They both earned it, so that's where we're at there. Um, any other positions specifically you want maybe to talk about? Go for it. But those are those are our main captain guys. 
Well, I love the breakdown. Paul Peterson, Utah Tech, joining us. Last thing for you then, um, you mentioned just the, the, the measuring stick you're going to face on Saturday. Number three team in the country. Cats have been to the Final Four, uh, three, three fall playoffs in a row, and uh, certainly a national title contender once again this year. So uh, what do you think the task at hand on Saturday night? Well, gosh, they, they deserve it. Again, a, a really good culture, a winning culture. They know how to win. Um, you know, they had a couple close ones, that, and the good teams are, are, are able to win those close ones and, and, and don't panic at the end. You know, I'm telling our guys it's going to be a, a fun atmosphere, a, a great crowd with this gold rush that you guys are doing. And, and, but it's about us taking care of our business and, and, and um, knowing that these guys are a perennial, perennial powerhouse and want a bunch of games. It's, we, we, want, we want to get there, right? And, and that's our goal. So um, if we want to get there, we've got to knock off a team like this. And so that's kind of our mindset. Um, you know, we know that they're tough, stout defense. And, um, and, and on offense, you've got, to, you've got to be able to stop the run game, averaging 300 yards a game la- uh, last year. I know they've tried to uh, make that not as, not as one-sided rushing the ball and, and focus on the pass. And so we're going to try and be balanced on defense, get the ball to our offense. And we like spreading out the field and, and putting guys um, um, having to cover sideline to sideline and the horizontal and vertical floods. And so we'll, we'll, you'll see that from our, from our offense. We'll look forward to seeing your team uh, each of the next couple of weeks. But thanks for making some time today, Coach. Yeah, no, I appreciate you, man. There you go, Paul Peterson, Utah Tech, across the sidelines, highlighting opposing coaches for the opponents for Montana and Montana State each week. Bobcats host Utah Tech on Saturday. We'll also hear from Butler's coach, who comes to Missoula a little later on this week. Back to the high school ranks, our Vertical Rays Player of the Week debuts next. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Television. Nuwana's now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. I'm Coulter Nuwana is coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Thanks for hanging out with us here uh, on this Tuesday. I love new stuff. I love anytime we can uh, debut new stuff, and we got something new for you. We've tell, told you quite a bit over the last year or so. Uh, about the great company Vertical Rays. They help do online fundraising for a variety of different organizations, but a high priority on high school sports. And they've done some great work here in Montana the last couple of years. And they've also helped us spearhead various different awards that we've been giving out to high school uh, athletes from around the state, which is uh, endlessly fun and it just gives us another reason to, to give a spotlight to the kids. So that's what we're doing today. Pete Hamill from Vertical Rays in studio uh, with us, and we'll be doing this once a week, giving away players of the week uh, from across the football landscape. Thanks for uh, coming up with this, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me back. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. This is something that kind of kicked off last year, and we put together some cool trophies and, and got some kids some recognition that they might have got not have gotten otherwise. And um, onward and upward, here we go. Well, before we get to the uh, the high school part of this, we got to ask you, you spent a lot of time in Maui, and that's been in the national news a lot. And I know this has been – Heartbreaking for people to watch from afar, but you, I mean, your heart is still in Hawaii, man. So Lahaina and the fires, and it's been brutal to watch, but I know you've been communicating with some people there. So, I mean, just give us an update. An update. Um, an update is that it's it's bad. It's bad. Um, and it's going to be a long road back for uh, Lahaina and for Maui in general. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I went to school here and then went to law school at Idaho and then went to Hawaii and, and practiced over there for about 11 years. And, yeah, a lot of my heart is still 
um, in Hawaii and on Maui and, um, you know, talking to, you know, we talked about Johnny Verona and yeah. those guys went through some serious stuff and a lot of people did. And just from a business standpoint, Vertical Race for me started literally at Lahaina Luna High School. <laughs> it's crazy, so, man. Um, that's a place that's near and dear to my heart. And, you know, one thing that I think that's cool that came out of it is I usually try to give back to the programs that I work with. And this year, every single program and every single kid voted to have that money go to Lahaina on their behalf. It's so, awesome. You know, um, from the two Hellgate soccer programs to Butte football to Sentinel football to um, to Capital Soccer, all those programs are, are going to give a little bit of money and, and send it Lahaina Luna's way. And so um, if we're going to focus on the positive, that's one thing that I thought was neat. There's that some high school kids said, we don't care about the shoes, send some money to the, to some kids that need it. So that was cool. Well, it's awesome. And uh, there is, there's such strong ties to Hawaii from Montana for a variety of reasons. You mentioned Johnny Verona, who was a great defensive tackle for the Grizz uh, in the early 2000s, the same time Pete was playing here uh, in Missoula. And, uh, you know, you got a couple kids on the squad right now uh, for the Grizzlies that are from Hawaii, including one that's from actually from uh Lahaina. So uh, there's a variety of different ways you could give to all this, but uh, you should go check it out. Go to the various places and just search around, but you can certainly contribute. And uh, so we we hope that it keeps turning a corner there for uh, the people in Hawaii. Let's talk about some fun stuff. How about uh, the opening weekend of high school football? Uh, certainly very fun. Let's just start with the award. Uh, our first winner of our weekly Players of the Week is... Uh, my man Peyton Oakley from Billings Senior High School. Um, there were a lot of uh, a couple different kids in the conversation for this, but um, you know Peyton came to Missoula. They played against Hellgate. The kid went 11 for 13, threw three touchdown passes, ran for another one. Um, I think anytime you have four touchdowns attributed to you, you're certainly going to be in the mix. And I also don't think that we got a chance to get one of these awards over to senior high school last year. So we're going to take advantage of that this year and um, ship this trophy out to Billings. And congratulations, Peyton Oakley. It's week a good, one, player of the week. Week one, baby, presented by Vertical Rays here uh, each Tuesday on Nuanas Now. Senior, by the way, beat Hellgate 44-15 to at Washington Grizzly Stadium. That's a good win. Uh, Hellgate's continuing to rebuild uh, in their second year under Ryan Nelson. But the senior... Senior to me is like the 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 one team in Double A that's like a true mystery. I think we kind of know who the front runners are, the, the teams that are sort of the favorites. We know this middle core that are all going to be contention for playoffs, and, and if things go right, they could also make runs. And then we sort of know the programs are going to be towards the bottom. I have no idea where senior fits in the mix. So, but so it's a good. I mean, one to know is one to know, no matter who you're playing. So it's a good start. Yeah, and you know we work with senior, and the report that I got out of there was that the energy level was high, and they're excited about what they got. And I think the kids know. You know, they know when they're going to be pretty good. So I was sure. surprised to see senior do real well. Well, um, and they've been they've been good recently. You know, and and Billings, especially the Billings schools, they all have such good numbers. It's just a matter of when you get. Some guys. When you got guys, you have a chance to be pretty good in high school football. And, and seniors always going to have an opportunity to get guys because they just have so many kids in the high school. So uh, big win uh, for senior to start out one and zero. I know you went to Missoula County Public Stadium. I I, I couldn't get there, so I appreciate you for filling me in. But tell me about Sentinel. Sentinel opened up against Billing Skyview, and, and you actually said the Falcons were pretty scrappy early on. Yeah, Sentinel opened up with Skyview. I um, went down to check it out and and see what what Dane's got cooking this year. Um, Slow start for both teams, but man, I was impressed. Skyview came out tough, and yeah. uh, they were physical. Um, and they, uh, I hope Dane doesn't get mad at me. I thought they had Sentinel on the ropes for a minute, and uh, I thought the momentum switched when Grady Walker made a beautiful interception down the left hand sideline. Future Grizz, Grady Walker, high pointed the ball, got both feet in bounds, just picture perfect. And I thought the momentum swung on that, and and Sentinel brought it back, and and the score indicates put a pretty good whooping on him, but. Um, 
man, I was I was impressed with the way Skyview played out of the gate, and we talked about how they've got kind of a, a long losing streak going, and I'll just say right now, I would not be surprised in the least to see Skyview get on the board with at least one win this year. Um, they, they played very well in the first half. They certainly have made some progress. I watched them last year on SWX against Big Sky, and, and it was a it was a battle all the way down the wire. So they certainly have some toughness there at uh, Building Skyview. So we'll see. But uh, Sentinel gets off to a one and zero start with a uh, fifty to twelve victory at Missoula County uh, Public Stadium. Uh, coming up this week, you got a couple good ones. Butte Bozeman for the first time since twenty nineteen, which is crazy. That used to be like the rivalry because they were the only two that didn't have inner city rivals so they'd always play the last game of the year they haven't played for four years there's some guys on both sides that have never played against the the former rival so that's pretty crazy the other primetime matchup in double a this year i think or this week excuse me is going to be uh sentinel versus uh bozeman gallatin that's going to be uh, a pretty good one as well a couple one and O teams a couple real state championship contenders yeah uh and as we're talking about gallatin it's worth a mention that that carter dalkey had two touchdown receptions against the defending state champs from last year and got Gallatin over the hump. Um, I think that game was in Helena, right? That's right. Um, and, yeah, snaps, so, and snaps Capitals winning streak. Yeah, the Capitals so undefeated a year ago. A bunch of Gallatin kids played really well. That was one kid we highlighted from there. And then, yeah, the other game, you know, Butte-Bozeman. Where's that game? In Butte? It's in Butte, baby. Uh, always, you know, I never got a chance, but that stadium is so awesome. And I, we were at the Shrine always, game together this year. He got his Naranchi uh, debut. Yeah, and I love what Ari does down there. And, um, yeah, that should be a great game. Maybe we'll think about heading over for it, but uh, two great games, a bunch of great games, but those are two premier ones for sure that I'm looking forward to seeing how they shake out. Every Tuesday we will have our Players of the Week presented by Vertical Rays. Pete Hamill from VR here uh, in studio. To find out more, to tell people like where, where can they find uh, more information about Vertical Rays? Sure, they can just go to verticalrays.com. Um, they can look up Vertical Rays 406. There's a bunch of information out there. Um, Instagram is Vertical Rays 406. You can just hit me up directly, but uh, would love to talk to you if you need to raise a little bit of money for your program. Um, there's a number of companies in Montana doing something similar, and the the best way to probably say it is that we cut bigger checks every single time. So if you want to raise the most money for your program, uh, hit me up. I would love to help. There you go. Peyton Oakley, our Vertical Rays Player of the Week for Week 1 of high school football. We'll have another one next Tuesday. Thanks for being here, buddy. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. Hunter McGinnis will join us live whenever the Grizz finish practice. We'll also hear from Justin Angle. Pros and cons of opening at home against, against an opponent you're supposed to win against as opposed to on the road against a big-time opponent. Plus some talk about the marketability of athletes like Shikari Richardson. An interesting business angle coming in hour number two. And we also have our Treasure State stars as well. Keep it right here. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.